Good morning, Rabbi Sai. Ah! Lili Nishmasi Mimi Rossi Rusmas Marlachai. The cameraman is wondering why I'm saying good morning at uh, 9.30 at night. Okay. We're going to start. We're back in the hotel in Mandalayan. Thank you for coming out here. Yosef Rosenzweiger Manchester says, Dear Rebelli, wow, what a double siat deshmaya, a couple of pictures taken in a Morocco museum. I'm on a Pesach program in Morocco, debating whether I should go to the hotel trip. And at the end I did. With my chavrusa back in Manchester, we were learning Hilchah Shabbos and trying to understand the practical side of combing the cotton. And that was the sugi yesterday, combing the cotton, making strings out of it. Baruch Hashem, here it is, two birds with one stone. I hope this comes in use. Yudmoy, Shkoyach, Y. Rosenberg, Manchester. So I took one of the many pictures. This is the loom. This would have been great for Shabbos. I would have loved actually to see, you know, as a child, you're bored to see this kind of thing. But when you learn it in the, in, in Masechah Shabbos and it comes throughout Shas, the loom, etc., it's very, very Gishmaki stuff. Oh, now I see that reed on the bottom, the piece of wood that goes in between. You're stuff. Okay. Over here, Benji Gankro, something like that. Today I walked by this committed MDY follower listening intently in the Parsippany Sheraton. And earlier I saw people with MDY sweatshirts. Harry Gankro, Mechutim with Avigdor and Zezi Fold, Sister Shkoyach. Shkoyach. David Pinchas Bergowitz. I just started watching Shir. I watched Yvonne Staff, Bays and Gimel, and then Lametes. What you said about the spit needing to be visible happened with my grandmother. They made her do it a number of times until they were satisfied. She was pretty frustrated. My grandmother was Niftara three weeks ago. I'm saying the Nisham should have an aliyah. Below is a link to an article from when she did Chalitza and attached are some horrible quality videos and some pictures. So here, Rabbi Yisai, for the very first time, we have some pictures of an actual Chalitza. Here is his grandmother. The room is full of people. And I put a narrow here to show the Chalitza shoe. And Yaakov Ayal, he created this exact shoe for MDY, Bezer Hashem. I will have it when I get back there to Israel. Here you can see the three Dayanim sitting on the chairs, but there's many, many people in the crowd. And here she is. I didn't realize that you literally have to get on your knees. And this guy looks uninterested. He is reading some of the stuff he has to say. But like I said, it's possible that she was married for, or maybe it was a second marriage and her husband never had children. Whatever the story is, she had to do chalitza at a, at a later stage in life. Today, sponsored for the Koyal, the Koyal Choydash, is sponsored anonymous in Schos of Hilben, Sordino, and Rivko Basfegel, they should be Zoychot to Zerushak Ayama. Paris Choydash, Bressler, Austin Rosenberg, Shulman, and Tobias families in Schos, Roshlem of Harishishi, Rabbi Shomer, David, Ben Yochev, Drukshlita. Paris Choydash, by the Lakan Lavik family in Lakewood, New Jersey, because Toyro is the best of Segula. Paris Choydash, Choydash Nisan, sponsored by Yoyli. In honor of Yosef Biliak. Our in-house editor for making a seum on Shas Mishnayis. Wow. Big, big. Mazel tov. And in honor of Yossi Klein, as we saw before, spotted in 
the jump Z in New York. That was yesterday's year, not, not, not an hour ago. Yossi Klein, Pill, the number one most Gishmakid, the goat of Gishmak. Aaron Walsh, Waltoch, Waltoch, Lili Nishmas, Nriva Bas, Avram Shraga, Faival, Olea Shalom, Honor Yardside, and Esegitl Bas, Riva, or Fushlema. I don't know if I pronounced the first name correctly, but that's what it says here. Vladislav Zakharov, Rafur Shleiman, for myself. Yitzchok ben Tamara. Okay. Rafur Shleiman. Reboisai, here we go. We are holding three lines from the bottom of Daf Mem Dalaromid Beis. And today is Daf Mem Hey. And if you're listening to this, when you're supposed to be listening to it, so it's probably like the fourth day of the Oimer, just a reminder for everybody to say, Sphere's Oimer. Omar Rabbi Barachano, Omar Rabbi Yechonon. Hakol moidim be'eved v'oved g'chovim habol bas Yisrael shavlad mamzer. Rabbi said, this is a sugya that I believe is relevant today. I have a friend that this is relevant. His mother was violated by a non-Jew. And he is here and alive, and he learns in Shiva, etc. Is he a mamzer? Is he not a mamzer? That's today's sugya. The Gemara over here starts off saying, in the name of Yechonon, It's not a far out thing, that's what I'm saying. It's relevant in our day and time. Eved and Oivit Kechavim, a non-Jew, who had relations with a Jew, Shavlad Mamzer. I learned the sugya, I started shuddering. A friend, I know him. But the end of the sugya is that the Vlad is not a mamzer, the Vlad is kosher. Over here, the Gemara says, everybody admits. Hakamoidim. What does it mean? Manakomoidim. Who is everybody? So luckily, the Gemara says, not everybody. It's Shimonatimni. The famous Shimonatimni from Mishnah and Dafim Tes. Even though Shimonatimni says that. There's no mamzer when a Jew is over on a lav. That's when you're, you get married and the kedushin is chal. There is a good kedushin. Since there's no kedushin at all. So Shimon Atimini would admit, and the Vlad is a mamzer. Why is the Kedushin Achal? So there's a very long Rashi. I didn't have the chance to make the charts for it. But Rashi brings another Pesukim here. The famous Pesuk by Eved, by Eliezer. Eved Avram. He's the slave of Avram. Teishvuka im hachamor am hadoim hachamor. It's a nation similar to a donkey. Avodim are like a donkey. They're not a nation. And then he brings the Pesuk v'acharkein tavoy. That's by the other nations. Okay. Interesting stuff. It's a very interesting Rashi. If you have time, go through it. He goes into, and I'm not 100% why he, he ends off. Rashi says that even if a guy has intent for Kiddushin, there's no Kiddushin by guy. Why does he have to go into that? I'm not 100% sure. When you have Sukim and everything else, why does he have to go into the logic behind it? Okay. Mesve. I have a question. You're telling me that if a guy has relations with a Jew, the child is a mamzer, meisvei. This is our case. Have mamzer. 
רבי שמעון בן יהודה אומר, אין מאמזר אלא מישהי סורה ישראל ובונש קונרס. המאמזר only exists if it's an ערבה, it's a rias, your wife's sister, whatever it is, your daughter, a rias. ובונש קונרס and this is tremendous עונש. Now, that's pretty much what Shimon Atimni holds, that it has to be a chorus, it has to be a rias. Nevertheless, he holds that, that a, a guy with a Jew is not a mamzer. Shimon Atimni also holds the same thing. Rabbi, the famous Rabbi, the author of the Mishnah, he's the one that holds that a child from this violation, or if they did it, if they had intent, whatever, kids a mamzer. Yeah? That's, that means like, Loyaleinu, a lot of these Israelis or whatever, there's a lot of intermarriage. Children are mamzerim. Mamzerim. They come back, they want to go on these, uh, you know, these birthright and this and that. No, you're a mamzer. Rebbe holds a mamzer. Avagav the Rebbe Oymer. Einadvar malolo amurim elol akiva. So it goes like this. Ooh, I gave away my picture for a second. Okay. Give Valdi a picture. Hopefully you guys didn't see it. Okay, next. I think I might have a chart, but I'm scared to go through my pictures because you'll see my picture. What happened? If... A person does chalitza to one, Rashi brings the case, oh, jumped. If a person does chalitza to one of the wives, and then he's boiled the second one, you don't need a get, according to Rav Akiva. considers, we had yesterday, in yesterday's shir, or an shir, Chalutza, base chalutza now is considered like your wife. So your wife's sister, if you try to marry your wife's sister, no condition at all, zero. You don't have to go give her a divorce. But Rebbe himself doesn't hold it. However, Rebbe, Rebbe Udanasi, the author of the Mishnah, he holds that if a guy violates a Jew or has a relation with a Jew, the child is a mamzer. How do I know this? The chiyazer of Dimi Omer Rav Yitzchak bar Avdumi Mishum Rabbeinu. He said in the name of Rabbeinu. Who's Rabbeinu? Rebbe. Great. According to Rebbe, Hakol Moedim. Who's Hakol Moedim? Who's everybody? Rebbe. Rebacha Sar Habiro Verev Tamchum Breder of Chiyo Ishkfar Akol Horukano Shav Yosa. Sad story. In those days, it was very common. For whoever it is to capture people and demand ransom, like today in Mexico. Happens every day, right? I think the, I spoke to people from Mexico, they told me they don't know anybody that hasn't been infected by it. Like every family has once has been kidnapped at least once. That's what he told me. So they they had they were captives, these women. There's another Gerseher that was in Tika, that was in Chutzlart. I don't know if everybody knows this, but it, it seems like there was a, a time and period of time where piracy was legal. You just paid 
taxes to the government, whatever. They wanted to like stop trades between different countries. They said piracy is legal. You grab anybody you want, you grab a couple women, you demand money. So, so happens that they had her do pidyon shvuim, that had to redeem the shvuim. Have a chod the abram and they notice what's going on. Everything good? Okay. They noticed that one of the women is pregnant. Unfortunately, a Jewish woman pregnant from one of the kidnappers. Says the Gemara. Now what's the what's the halacha? She's gonna have a child. What do we do with this child? Is he a mamzer or not a mamzer? You tell me if you need to stop for a second, we'll stop. Okay. We have three. Who? Rabbi Yochanan, Rabbi Lazar, Rabbi Chanino, they say. Our case. Unfortunately, I have bad news. Not only was this woman violated, and not only did she go through torturous months, who knows how long she was in captivity, but she's going to deliver a mamzer. Omar Rabbi Yosef. It's a big deal that you're dropping names like that. You're name dropping and you just drop three names. That doesn't do anything. We don't pass in Allah based on the amount of names that you drop. We have the two greats in Bavel, Rav and Shmuel. Rabbi Shua ben Levi. And we have Rabbi Shua ben Levi. And we have Rabbi Shua ben Levi in Israel. You know what? We don't, we'll take out the word, the, the name by Kapara. We'll put in all the elders of Darit, of the south. The Amri, and they say, When a guy has a relationship with a Jewish woman, kosher, the child is kosher, not a mom's. So don't worry about it. You're going to have a kosher child. I'll prove to you that it's Rebbe. Rebbe is the one that says it's a mamzer. You know, you should remind me, Shlomo, from now on, I should just drink hot water, not cold. By the way, the reason why I'm giving two shirim today is because we have to do an extra shear for Yantif because of Eretz Yisrael and everything. We need that extra shear. Now, I was supposed to give it tomorrow, but my good friend, Shlomo Lazarian, who joined us here in the hotel for Yantif, he convinced me to do it today so I could spend quality time with my family. He didn't convince, he forced me. I mean, he, he wouldn't leave me alone for hours. So I said, okay. But it was a nace. Nace. Because these dapim, these two dapim that I prepared today are easier. Yivama's dapim. And I mean, the other, tomorrow's dapim is also easy. So maybe it wasn't the greatest nace. But I'm, I'm not going to tell him for forcing me. Not that I'm not going to give a shir tomorrow. I'm giving a shir tomorrow. I'm giving a shir every other as well. But I'm not giving two shirim tomorrow. So here we go. In the name of Rabbeinu. And again, once again, in the name of Rabbi. This is just repetitive stuff. Nothing, no big chidushim here. In the name of Rabbi, it's a mamzer. So now we have a new Lashem. It's a ruin. This child is ruined. It's not a mamzer. Ruined. Meaning, no good to marry a certain community, nation. Laman, what does it mean, ruin? Can't marry Israel. 
No, Rabbi Shua himself says that the Vlad is kosher. It means that this child cannot marry in Tikuna. Every Manda Omar who says that the, this child is kosher will admit that this child from a guy is not good for a kain. Right? We had it the other minute. The other day, sorry. Ooh. Yesterday we had in the Shir that Almana, the only one that she can marry is a Kain Gadol. Nevertheless, her son, her kid, her daughter cannot marry into the Kuna. Bina, by the way, Bina, as Rashi points out, and that's why I keep getting confused, because over here Rashi points out Bina does not mean her son, it means her daughter. Anamid Beis also. Once it did mean son, but okay. Bina Pogum. The daughter is no good. Now, what about the son? He He's not a Kayin. So, there's this thing as a boy marrying a, a Kayhanis. He himself is not a Kayin, so whatever. Fine. His father is not, not Jewish, right? So, he's not a Kayin. But the daughter cannot marry into Kuna. Zu. This event, this child that's from a relationship of a guy, of an event, that this is to everybody. And certainly, since every woman cannot marry a guy, so if they do, the son, the, the kid, the daughter should become Pasal Akuna, Kavachaymer from an Almana. Almana, who's not also to everybody, just to one person in the world. Her child from that union, from that marriage that's Asr. Is becomes also the kuna. So certainly a woman who's also to all the goyim, the child should become possible. The same shirk that we had the other shir on Daf Mem Dalit. What kind of kavachaymer is it? Almana is so strong, her isser, she was over such a big isser that she herself becomes possible. Says Gemara, okay, but like we said at the end of yesterday's year, but once she becomes nival to the guy, psala, she herself becomes puzzled to Kahuna, this Yisraelis, let's say, that was nival to a guy, she becomes puzzled to, to, to Kain, just the same way as the Lamana becomes puzzled to Kain. A guy who has relations with the Kain Levi Yisraelis. She herself becomes possible to Kuhuna Shnemar. So let's look at the chart for a second. You see in the chart, it says, the guys in Zoom had uh, 20 minutes to look at this chart. I think Yosef goes ahead and he like blurs it out or whatever later on. I don't know why. Okay, fine. He holds it's better like this. What's the halacha? The halacha is that if a woman who is a kohenis, her father's a kohen, she's a kohenis, and she marries a Yisrael, she cannot eat truma any longer. But you go to the next pasuk, if she loses her husband, she becomes an almana. Or she gets divorced, at the end of the pasuk says, she goes back to eat the truma. That's only somebody that could become an almana and could become a divorcee. However, this woman 
who had relations with a non-Jew, she doesn't become an almana from that non-Jew. She doesn't become a divorcee from him. So this halacha doesn't apply to her. So Nachamo, how do you know that a guy that has relations with a kehanas, Levia, Israelis, she makes her puzzle from here. Because a woman goes back to her original being when she could become an almana after this relation, when she become a divorcee after this relation. But from a guy, you don't become an almana. You don't become a divorcee. Male, she doesn't go back to the, her original status. Why are you relying on Reb Dimi to say that Rebbe is the one that said that a child from a relationship with a non-Jew is a mamzer? I have somebody else that says the opposite. His name is Ravan. Who's Rebbe? That's Rebbe. The child is not a mamzer. Uman Rabbi Yudah Nasi, Rabbi. Obviously, we know throughout Chaz, Rabbi Yudah Nasi is Rabbi. Who's the one that's similar to Rabbi Yudah Nasi? But it's not Rabbi Yudah Nasi. Rabbi Yudah Nasiya. That's Rabbi's grandson. Vav Rav And Rav, which we mentioned before, right? When we said, oh, Rabbi Yudah says that the kid is a mamzer. And we said, well, Rav and Shmuel say, he's not a mamzer. Here. The child of a relationship with a non-Jew is not a mamzer. Rabbi Yisai, listen to this story. Great story. A guy comes to Rav. Could you please tell me what's the halacha of a child that was born from, let's say, a rapist, a guy that violated a, a, a Jew and... They had, a, they had a child. Is the child a mamzer or not? Omar lay, avlad, kosher. Don't worry about it. Kosher. Omar lay, hamli bartach. Guess what? I'm that child. My mother had a relationship with a guy. I'm the child. If you're so sure that the child is kosher, prove it. Give me a daughter. I want to marry a daughter. Huh. Omar lay. So he didn't say, Omar lay. Lo yahivna loch. He says, Rav, get out of my face. You're not marrying my daughter. I wonder why. Omar, Shimi Barchil, Rav, Amri Inchi, Gamla Bemodai, Akabarokta. Oh, oh, here comes the picture of Isai. There's a saying in Modai that if you want, people say, that's not a saying in Modai, people say, it's very easy to say stories about what happened in another country when you don't know what's flying. Yeah. In Madai, you know, in Madai, a camel can dance in a pail, in a small little bowl the size of a cap. In other words, he's saying, look, you said a halacha. Great, but you don't, you're not sticking to your halacha. You said that a kid produced from a relationship between a guy and a Jewish woman is not a mom's here. So prove it to me. So Rabbi Isai, I contacted Yoshi, our artist, the guy that did this stuff. This guy. And I said, I need a, a picture of a camel dancing in a pail for this Gemara. No problem. Hour and a half later, this is what he sent me. I think it's great. Here we go. Here's a camel in a pail. Look at the detail. Burka lady is riding the camel. You see her pink. Her pink, uh, what are those? 
cracks. He has an empty white tie. He has tchelas in his tzitzis. He has a red yarmulke. It's a murder good picture. He's mamish dancing. Now, the only problem with this picture is that really he should have all four feet in the pail. But just to lahamchish, because that's the saying. The saying is that all four feet are in the pail. But to show that he's dancing and he's having a great time, here he is. I think this is a Givaldi picture. We'll leave it up there on the screen so the other can have an awe. I couldn't come up with this. Even if I Googled and I cartooned it and this and that, I would never be able to come up with something like this. The, from all other women, the Burka lady riding the camel. I love it. Okay. Here. I'm the camel. You just made a halacha. Let's go. It's not true. Camels do not dance in a bucket. You are not allowing me to marry a daughter. If I'm so kosher, let me marry a daughter. So Rav tells him, Even if you were as great as Yeshua Benun, you're not marrying my daughter. Meaning, I don't want to marry, I don't want, I don't want a, a son-in-law for my daughter whose lineage is questionable, father's a guy. I want pure lineage, I don't care how great you are. Which is, needs understanding because look, Yeshua Benun, how can you get a better son-in-law than Yeshua Benun? But he's telling this guy, listen, get out of here. You're not going to marry my daughter. I, there's a lot of people before you in line. If I was as great as Yeshua Benun, and, and you didn't want me to marry your daughter, I was such a great guy. I'm a Yeshua Benun. I'd find the Shidduch everywhere. Hi, but today, you have to give me your daughter. You know why? Because if you don't give me your daughter, they'll say, Rava didn't let me marry his daughter. Why? Because I'm, my father is a non-Jew. So nobody's going to marry me. The guy was a stubborn mule. He wouldn't leave. He's like, Rav, until you let me marry your daughter, I'm not leaving. So says the Gemara, a very sad thing. Yoav Be'enei took a look at him, Mushachim, and the guy died. Now, there's the famous story, I said it a bunch of times, we'll say it anyways. It was a, I'll just ruin it now. It was a Rebbe that used to tell one of his Hasidim, Ah, you're such a tzaddik, you're such a tzaddik, tzaddik, great guy, tzaddik. So one day the guy turns to the Rebbe and says, Rebbe, I'm such a tzaddik. No, so how about my daughter, the daughter of a tzaddik, marries your daughter, the, the daughter of the Rebbe. So I said, look, there's different tzaddikim. There's different levels of tzaddikim. I meant you're a tzaddik, but don't push it. You're a different type of tzaddik. We also, yeah, you're kosher. Doesn't mean you can marry my daughter. But the Ben Yada says, he's a Svarity Ben Yada. He says, why did this guy deserve to die? Well, he wanted a shidduch. Why, why did Rav look at him and kill him? For that, you deserve to die. So the Ben Yada says that what he was doing is, there was a machlaikis for generations. Is the child of, of this violation between a, you know, a captive and a, and, a, and, a, and a Jewish woman, is the child of mamzer, not a mamzer? Some say yes, some say not. Yeah, Rebbechan says he's a mamzer. Rebbe, the author of the mission, is mamzer. Comes Rav and says, I'm telling you, Rabbi Sai, not a mamzer. Comes this clown or whatever he is, and he, he says, I'm not leaving. So he's going to be Moitzi Shemra on Rav's Psaq. People are going to start hesitating and saying maybe Rav wasn't serious about his Psaq. 
And that, I, I just want to add to the Benya Yada, that kind of explains what this guy's chutzpah was. You paskin that I'm kosher. That means you take the leap and that's why you're going to marry the Gadol Adar's daughter? Where do you, why does he have the chutzpah even to, to demand it? But Lechayr's chutzpah was because of what the Benya Yada was saying. Saying, listen, you just paskin, you need to show the world that your psak is, is real. It's solid. That's the chutzpah. He's not stop coming, hey, I'm Joe Shmo, I'm, I'm Aretz, and I want to marry a daughter. No, he's saying, you want to show the world that your psak is serious and that you argue with Rebbe and you argue with Rebbe Yochanan and you, you, you think that you and Shmuel are right? So you need to show that you're right by showing, by marrying me. And, 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 and therefore, by him insisting and not leaving, it caused a problem to the halacha. You've got to get out of here. So that's that. Not you. It's a good thing that you came. You could stay here. There was uh, just a story, that a very, very famous story, and I've said this a number of times, but I forgot who it is. They'll tell me right away, the Maram Shif, or one of these, G'daylam was in the middle of learning Torah, very, very concentrating in his learning, concentrating in his learning, and somebody came by and paid him back a loan. He gave him $1,000. So he took the $1,000, he opened up his Gemara, said, thank you, he put it in the Gemara, closed the thing. Later on, he looked in his, in his uh, ledger, you know, a couple months later, he says, this guy owes me money, $1,000. He goes to the guy, he says, you owe me $1,000. He says, I paid you. Wait a minute. says him, I think you didn't pay me. And this is a guddle. Fight back and forth. And everybody started yelling at this guy. Chutzpah. I think it was the, something like the Maram Shif. Famous, famous story. The bottom line is, they went to Bezdin. And Bezdin said, he's chayim, the whole thing. And then one day, he was learning in his Gemara. And he opens up and he cannot believe his eyes. Here's a thousand dollars. And he remembered that he was in the middle of learning. He put the thousand dollars in. He caused this guy the greatest embarrassment. The whole city hates this guy. They're saying he's fighting with the Gala Adar. So he goes to the guy and he says, I have to ask you, Mechila, you were right. You paid me back. So the guy says, I'm not Moichol. Look at the damage you did to me. But if your daughter marries my son, then everybody would believe that you, you made a mistake, and that I was right. And that's what he had to do. He had to make that Shidduch. So sometimes it works. That kind of forcing of a shidduch. Says the Gemara. And now the Gemara brings more. Rav Masna says that this child, so my friend, I'm not going to get into details, here in Chicago, famous guy here in Chicago, he's not a mamzer. And Rav Yudu also says, this woman, the, the child is, is, not, is not a mamzer, kosher, kid. Listen to this. What would you prove from this Maisa? When they came to Rabbi Yudah, go hide. In other words, go to another city. Nobody knows who you are. I'm giving you advice. Nobody knows that your father, who, you know, he's not even Jewish. Go over there and get married. You're allowed to get married. In other words, it's mutter. You're not a mamzer. If he was a mamzer, you can't give a guy advice to go to another city as a mamzer and hide. But I'm telling you, you're a mutter to get married. Or marry another a girl that her father's also the same maisa. In other words, a girl. 
Go into Golos. Go to another country. My Chavrusa, who's Medayik over here, very interesting. I'm just throwing it out there. By Rav it says, go, go to another country. By Rav Yehuda it doesn't say that. It says, Zil Itamar, go hide, go into another city. So he said, maybe the Pshat is because in Ksubis, Rav Yehuda holds, and this is a very, when we learned it, and we, we mentioned it a number of times, people go, what? Rav Yehuda holds, it's Osir to move from Bavel to Eretz Yisrael. He cannot make Aliyah until Mashiach comes. That's what he holds. So Mela, he couldn't tell him to go to another country. It's Osir. So he said, go to another city. All right. But here's a very big shaila. This is what you need to think about. And it bothered me a lot. And I looked around. How in the world can a Gadoladar Rava tell a student or a guy in the community, go pretend, go to another city, go to another country, and pretend you're, you're, you're somebody else? Isn't that Gnevis Das? How could you fool people? person has a disease. He's going to go to another place and not tell anybody that he's on this and that, this medication, that medication. He, he had, you know, whatever. Don't you have to be honest with your shidduch and tell them who you are? So Rabbi Zilberstein says, from here you see that you don't have to tell people that you're a guy, uh, that, you, that your father's a guy. What's a perfect example? A person that's uh, adopted. Father's a guy. You don't have to say anything. Go shidduch. I grew up, I went to Bisyakov, I went to regular yeshivas. You don't need to know this. Not, not for you. Reb Eliyashiv holds that you do. Uh, something that you must disclose. What about this Gemara? So he says, this Gemara, if somebody's so stupid not to ask him, what's your lineage? Who are you? You're here by the Vart. I don't see a father. I don't see a mother. Remember the story that just happened now? It, it just happened a few months ago, maybe last year. Uh, I just remembered. This guy was an Arab, Palestinian, married this Sephardi girl, and they didn't ask any questions. Where, where are your parents? Oh, they were killed in an accident. Where are this or that? Right? Just now, in Bar- where did the guy live? In Bar Park or something? Brooklyn. So, Rabbi Yashua, how do you how do you not find out who this guy is? He's a Palestinian, for goodness sake. Okay. Then, then the onus is on you. Then you're, That's your problem that you didn't figure that out. Zog the Gemara, what a crazy story. I'm thinking about it. Unbelievable. Like from the movies. How does he do, do Kiddush? How does he do this? Kiddush Levana. Like, how does he, he knows about Kaparas? Like, how does he fall in and do all these? It's unbelievable. Okay. Zog the Gemara. Shokhalei b'nei b'in michsei l'rabba. They ask the question to Rabba. Listen to this question. Right? The famous case of somebody that's half a slave, half free. Meaning he had two partners bought a slave and one of the two partners freed him completely. So he's 50% freed. He's 50% 100% Jew and 50% 100% the slave. He's 50-50. He's a half Jew, half slave. What's the Allah? If he has relations with a regular Jewish woman, what's the story with the child? Amalu. If he's 100% the slave, so think about this logically. I think there's a great chap. Is there a difference between a full slave, 100%, having relations with a Jew? To that you said, Rav Paskin's kosher. 
So if he's only a half a slave, 100% it should be okay. If a whole slave, the kid is good. So 50% of a slave, the kid should also be good. Maybe there's enough Kimino. Maybe there's a way to say no. 50% is worse. As the Gemara says, Omar of Yosef, the author of this saying, we just turn. Oh no, I have to go to the thing. Sponsored by Moishi. Let's see if I have it here. Sponsored by Moishi Horn. In honor of Jolly Joe Kraus and family. Sponsored not only as a schos for Moishi, Yaakov, Ben, Shoshana, and both Ruchnis and Gashmis. Says the Gemara. Again, who is the author of this? Manu Ravi Huda. Vama Ravi Huda. Misha Chetzi Avid Chetzi Ben Chayrin. Haba Bas Yisrael. Oisai Vlad. Inli Takana. Listen to this. A hundred percent slave that has relations with a Jewish woman, the kid is okay. But a fifty percent slave, and the fifty percent, the other fifty percent is Jewish, that child is a mamzer. Ki itmar Ravi Huda. Why? If you go into Kiddush Bas Yisrael, he performed Kiddushin on a Jewish woman. Because this woman is married to a 50% Jew. And the 50% slave is using the Eishas Ish. He's being over on Eishas Ish. And that's why the kid is a mamza. Unbelievable. A 100% slave knew. But a 50% slave is worse. Not true. The one who says that a slave passes is passing even if she's 100% unmarried. And if you say that the Vlad is kosher, it's kosher, machsher, then the child is kosher even with a relationship with a married woman. So check out this. Chart right over here. We have two psukim here. Lo yikachish es eshes avim. You're not allowed to marry your father's wife, okay? Your stepmother. And then it says two psukim later, lo yavim mamzer bekalashem. So because of the smichos, because they are close in proximity, these two halachas, eshes avim mamzer. So we learn one from another. Man the puzzle solver my eshes av doli tasev kedushin have lad mamzer. Just like eshes av with no kedushin. We know that the kid is a mamzer. How do we know the kid is a mamzer? Because Pasuk Gimel says it's a mamzer. So anytime you have a situation, you cannot marry your father's wife. And if he try to perform Kiddushin on her after your father dies, it doesn't go. So to any case where you try to perform Kiddushin and it doesn't work, the child is a mamzer. Therefore, with the slave, the Kiddushin doesn't chap, doesn't Catch on. So the kid is a mamzer. Well, I can't marry her because she's my father's wife. But the, the entire world could marry her. But a slave and a non-Jew, they can never have kiddush with any in. So therefore, this child is kosher. doesn't fit into this puzzle. So then what is Rabbi Yudha saying? He had relations with the Eishas Ish. This slave, this half-slave, 
had a relationship with Aisha Sish. No, not kidding. He had, she was already married to somebody else. And this half-slave had relations with her. So his 50% that's free, his 50% Jewish part, is having relations with Aisha Sish. If he's 100% Jewish, you ask him that the kid is a mamza, right? A Jew with a, with a married woman, child of mamza. So a 50% Jew, because he's a 50% Jew, 50% slave, the 50% takes over and creates a mamza. That's why it's a mamza. Because he had relations with the Aisha Sish. Before we wanted to say that he got engaged, he married her, and he made her into Aisha No, we're saying that he, he, she was married to somebody else, not this slave guy. He had relations with Aisha Sish. Omar Ravina, Omar Rav Gaza. Interesting name. Ravina said, I heard in the name of Rav Gaza. Rav Yosi was here in this place. There was a story, a Maisa Shahaya, with an unmarried woman that had relations with a slave. And he said, it's kosher. The same story happened with a married woman. Yeah, the famous story. The guy comes to Shul. You hear? Ruvain made a million dollars. You heard about it? He made a million dollars. So the guy said, no, no, no. First of all, it wasn't Ruvain. It was Shimon. Second of all, it wasn't a million dollars, it was two million dollars. Third of all, he didn't make it, he lost it. That's what's going on over here. So, uh, by the way, you got the names wrong. Okay, that's problem number one. And that you said that she's puzzled with Aishasish? No. You got everything wrong. The name wrong, the halacha wrong. Okay. Said, both are kosher. Not like you said before. Everything is kosher. A guy that has relations with a, with a yid, doesn't matter if she's a married woman, doesn't matter if she's not married, the kid is kosher. What are we passing? And that's the answer to my friend here in Chicago, that the Vlad is kosher. The Shaila, I think, discussing whether how kosher is. Is it kosher, kosher to the point where nothing and he can marry a kayan and everything? Or maybe they didn't mean kayan? Okay, that's a, the bottom line is he's not a mamzer. Certainly not a mamzer. Says the Gemara, This is the most famous case in Shas, when it comes, mentioned many, many times in Shas, that Shmuel's daughter was captured by the non-Jews, obviously. And one of them had relations with her. His name was Isura. And out came this Rav Mari. So think about it. Shmuel, the famous Amoira Shmuel, we just mentioned him before, Rav and Shmuel. Shmuel, Shmuel has a grandson, Loyalenu, that it's a terrible story. His daughter went missing. She's kidnapped, captured, violated to give birth. But what happened was that Isura became a ger, and he married this woman at the. But we don't want to ever mention in Shas. We never mention Rashi always tells us the story. We don't want to mention the father's name. It's not coming from Amoira. Amoira was a chash of a person. There's many stories about him in Shas and different things, Allah has. 
So we always say, we always call him by his mother's name. You'll hardly, I don't know if you ever find that in Shas. And Amira named after his mother. And that's the reason why. But that's our story here. The father is the, the father, well, the mother was a Jew, but you have a non-Jew who impregnated her. But Rava went ahead and said, told everybody he's kosher, everybody can marry. Not only that, they made him an officer. So, I saw Ramosha Feinstein brings is a magachir, yeah, is the Fiyoimi magachir allowed to be appointed if his father is a non Jew? Because of the whole thing, you bring different rayas. You see Shmai and Aftalian, they weren't Jewish, and they're the famous. And then he says, well, maybe Shmai and Aftalian, who were Hills, Rebbeim, maybe they was a special thing. They were the greatest of the great. You see, Dvora was Dvora and Avia. It's a one-time thing. She was the greatest, so she was the Nevi'a. But typically, you don't make a woman a Nevi'a or, or in charge. And then he says, but you should know that uh, Adafiyami Magichir doesn't have control. He doesn't, he can't enforce anything. We're talking about being in control of other Jews. That's what the Gemara is saying. And just being a Rebbe is not, not the whole Arichas. But okay, on this sugya. Manya Bepusi the bubble. Uh-oh. Something happened to the Zoom. Hopefully we make it through the end. It's only two, three more minutes. Rava, Achshari, Levermori, Barachel. So Rava said, this guy is great. Uman Yibipur, the bubble. He made him an officer. So just like Lahadal, a million of dollars, to be a president of the United States, you have to do like different things. You have to be born in the United States. To be a king in Klai Yisrael, you have to be born to Jewish parents. You can't be a ger. So, why did he make him an officer? But since his mother is Jewish, he is considered brethren, your brother. He says the Gemara, the, the, the slave of Rebchiyah, he wanted to marry this Goya, and she wanted to become Jewish. So he put her, oh no. Reconnecting. How are we on Zoom? We're fine on Zoom. Okay, let's keep on going. Let's run. Um, so he put her in the mikvah. Uh, he put her in the mikvah. She should be his wife. I can make her kosher, her, her daughter, everything good. Why? But So she was Taival. He didn't want to be married to Anida, be with Anida. So he put her in the mikvah. So that tefillah for her Nidus should be just good enough for a tefillah of a ger. A ger has to go in the mikvah to become Jewish. So that, let's use that Nidus. Now we have to see Tysus for a second. Like three lines down. Tysus has a bomb question. How... Can this person put this woman he wants to marry in the mikvah? And we're saying, okay, you put her in the mikvah for Nida, but it works also for Geros. You don't have to have intent. She went in for the Geros. But at the end of the day, you need Dayanim. Sestais is a big chiddush. And this is how we have to explain the sugya. 
The three Dayanim are for her to accept mitzvahs. To go into the mikvah, she goes in the mikvah. Maybe a woman can watch. It doesn't, you don't need three Dayanim for the mikvah. So she accepted upon herself mitzvahs from the Dayanim. Then later on, he put her in the mikvah by himself without Dayanim. That's fine. So it's a big chiddush. We just have to know that chiddush. Says the Gemara. Okay, so that's why she's kosher. Bibrarta, what about her daughter? I could also make her daughter kosher. We're talking about a slave. His slave wanted to marry this Goya who became Jewish. The Vlad is kosher. Says Gemara, I would have a Karle Barami also. They used to make fun of this person. They gave him a nickname. You're the son of a guy. Goya. But wait a minute. Why are you considering a guy? She wanted to become Jewish. And she was toivel for Nidos. So she should be good. that tefillah that should be good enough for Geirus. I would have a Karle Barama. Over here they called him, oh, your father's a guy. Why the father must most likely in those days because of Takonis Ezra. You can't learn Tyra without going to the mikvah if you have a carry. So he most likely wanted to be Jewish, so he went to the mikvah. So he went to the mikvah. Oh, that's good enough for, for Geirus. Fine, we'll stop right over here, Rabbi Isai. We'll reconvene tomorrow at 4 o'clock Chicago time. Have a wonderful day. Thank you very much for coming for two shiurims. Unbelievable. Very much appreciated.